Hello, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to another edition of the Two Man Show podcast. As always, I am your ever so honored guest, Nick, and joining me today, and I've always wanted to do this since I found your channel, so I'm going to do it. Joining me today is Tim from Pro Wrestling Unlimited. What is going on, Tim? What's going on? I'm glad to be on your show, Nick. Happy to have you on here, my man. So for those of you that do not know who Tim is, instead of me explaining, I'm just going to have him explain so you can understand where he's coming from and who he is. So why don't you take it away? All right. All right. So my name is Tim and pretty much I started a YouTube channel pretty much two years ago. The end of July will be our two month mark. I say our, I feel like our community has helped me grow this. So I say our all the time, even though it's really just me, but a couple people helped me along the way, but I started two years ago. I've been doing, you know, reading the rumors, talking with people and all that kind of stuff for a long time now, helping out different websites and podcasts with graphics and whatnot. And then I decided, you know, I can go over to YouTube, start my own little channel. If I, if it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere. If it hits in and I can start making money with it. Awesome. First year, 2000 subscribers was getting a couple hundred views of videos. Like, okay, I'll stick with it. I'll give it a couple years. And if, if we hit, we hit. And in the last year, I've gone from that 2,000 to over 30,000. And I'm just, I don't know exactly what happened. Just all of a sudden, right after really, I guess right after SummerSlam last year, it just took off. And, and you've made a lot, of, uh, a lot of rumor update videos that actually turned out to be pretty fucking accurate, which is uh, kind of the amazing thing to me is I think that's what really sparked the popularity was the, you know, this guy is giving us rumors and three weeks later on raw it's starting to look like these things are going to be true so you start to become a pretty reliable source within the iwc right, right. And, and you know you, you talk about how you had those kind of just like fuck it i'm just gonna start this why not uh that's exactly how this podcast started matt and i just decided hey fuck it let's just start fucking recording about i think it was tlc of 2016 and gotcha. it, it ended up just you know you know, we kind of took off pretty well with, you know, fan interaction. We enjoyed doing it. And that's the most important part, as long as you enjoy doing it. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, th- there's a lot that goes into making this kind of stuff and dedicating time. Like you said, you're the only guy that's running this. And to see five, right. six videos a day, whether they're a minute longer, whether they're five minute videos, it's still amazing to see how much effort you've put into your channel. And, and it's it's shown the effort and it's, it's shown in the numbers of viewers and subscribers and, and and all of that good stuff um so what what would you say was kind of your favorite favorite thing to kind of break down because there's a lot of long-term rumors kind of like the uh Kurt Angle storyline that just happened all the the potential right. leaks going on so what was your kind of like favorite that you got to really dig into that's a tough one I mean I know a lot of people like the stuff we did this year when we were giving updates on the set for WrestleMania because people that were in Orlando were sending me a lot of videos and pictures as they were seeing updates from the actual like, construction. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people were liking that, and we got a lot of interaction from the fans that were appreciating. You know, Every day I was contacting people that were in Orlando. Hey, have you seen anything new today with the construction? Were you able to go by and snap some pictures or videos? And they were willing to just send them right over to me if they were able to see anything new. Yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy uh, the amount of people that are so like so willing. It, it, it almost gives a bit of weird hope and give back to humanity of like there's right. just people that 
come, you know, wrestling. I, I don't know if you have you, have you followed a WCPW at all? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, the owner, um, Adam Petit, I'm not Petit, right. uh, Adam Blompier, uh, gave a speech where he said, you know, wrestling brings people together and it absolutely yes. does. We, you know, we've created a fan base here. We've created it on Twitter to a point where, you know, our show met your show. Like, right. you know, even that it's built something to where it gives that thought of like wrestling is so much more than just Monday night raw and, you know, Tuesday night SmackDown. It's oh, for sure. A, it's, it's a community. It's the indie scene. It's everything now. And it's, it's, it's amazing to see. Right. It's, it's so it's just a way where you can make friends from all around the world just because of this interest. You've got people, you know, I've got people that I talk to from countries to where they could barely get internet, but Hey, they still try and watch my live streams or watch my YouTube videos, connect with me on Twitter. And I'm willing to connect with anybody that wants to message me on any social media that we got. And, you know, tell us that social media right here, man. Where can we find you? Well, you can, of course, YouTube, just search Pro Wrestling Unlimited. On Twitter, which is one of the better ways to contact me, is at PW Unlimited. And then on Facebook and Instagram, just search Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You know, and all of you guys, I urge you to go check that out if you like reading dirt sheets, if you guys like, you know, updates on just what what could be happening in WWE. This is the guy to fucking go to. This guy has... appreciate that. Dude, no problem. I I mean, just the amount of stuff that you've put out, a lot of talking points from this show came from me just watching your videos and thinking, oh, wow, you know, this could possibly be happening. Let's go, let's go, you know, talk about this for a little bit. Um... You know, you talk about how you, how you started having people just contact you. What what kind of what was your thought through that when you started getting these really big inside reports? Like you had people telling you about the Kurt Angle storyline and about these possible leaks and about you know the potential of the SummerSlam Fatal Four Way. So so what was that like when you got your first bit? What was what was your first big new scoop? Was that the WrestleMania set? Probably with the people sending me stuff from WrestleMania, and then I found out that there was a. I don't know if it was an actual news crew or who it was, but somebody was taking the aerial shots and stuff, and they sent those to me as well as the construction was being built. So you had like you had that like moment. What, what, what was that like? Just knowing that people were just so willing to give you these. What, what, what was that like? Oh, I really I was just like, hey, you know, because I've had issues before where like I'd see something on. And I know all YouTubers are guilty of this. You'll see something on Twitter or Facebook. You're like, ooh, I want to repost that on my, my YouTube. But you got to be careful with that because then they could say, hey, I didn't give you permission for that. But with people coming to me saying, hey, I have this video or I have these pictures. Do you want to use it? That's like, wow. It's not like you know, I have to go out there and find it. I mean I don't mind putting in the work and finding things. But it's like you're coming to me because you know – you like my work. You want to help me out, help me grow. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really appreciate all that. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's that feeling of like, you know, Hey, you are out, out here helping me make this better. You're helping me make something right. for you. Uh, we have people. That's why we, we love the fan interaction. We love when people oh, yeah. tweet us stuff. We love when people leave comments, even if, even if they're like comments that like, I, you know, you need to speak up or, you know, you're, you're kind of boring when you talk like that kind of stuff. Oh, on, honestly, negative comments. I like better because I don't know what you guys don't like. Like people listen. If I do something you don't like, 
and then I continue to do it. I don't know you don't like it unless you don't tell me. And I've said this in a lot of my videos, you know, negative comments or criticism, I almost like just as much if not more than, you know, someone giving their opinion on the topic at hand for that video. So that way I know what I need to fix or I know what I need to do a little bit different so that way the fans like it better. Exactly. It, it gives you that opportunity to make your content geared towards your audience, not right. just and geared towards with, yourself. Right. And especially with me, you know, being pretty much the only guy, I only see it from one point of view most of the time. So when people say, hey, you know, you put a song in here, it should have been a little bit louder for the background or it was too loud in the background. So then I know, OK, if it was if some more than one person saying it was a little loud, just put it down a couple notches next time. Yeah, de- definitely. It, it, it's those things where it's like they're not trying to be mean. They're just trying to give you no. that honest feedback. And I think that's exact. That's one thing we're in wrestling in the wrestling community, the IWC. It's just it's a lovely little thing. Like, right. you know, and, you know, we mentioned the IWC and there's there's always a topic between the IWC community. I just said IWC community between the IWC that is is a bit of a, a, a excuse the pun here, a hot take. Um <laughs> For those of you that don't know, check out the new series every Wednesday over on Pro Wrestling Unlimited to hear yours truly give some fucking hot takes about pro wrestling, and and we're gonna go, we're gonna go off on some things. People may not like it, but that's the whole point. We're gonna drop pipe bombs on this motherfucker. But <laughs> one person that is hated throughout the internet wrestling community, and I want to get your take on him, is Mister Roman Reigns. So what Roman what is Reigns. what is your take? On Roman Reigns, give, give us honestly, a give us a hot take here. Honestly, I think Roman Reigns is now. People may not like this opinion better than he gets credit for. Thank, thank you, everyone that has ever been on this show has agreed. People don't like Roman for some fucking reason. He's a brilliant worker. He's a fucking haluva seller. It's great. I mean, it's well. I don't know if I'd call him. Up. Hell of a seller because I've seen matches where his selling was not that great over the last year. But I mean, how many years has he really been in this? Five, six years, I want to say. As a, as a singles guy, shorter, two years. Oh, even even less than five years as a singles. But still, I mean, Roman Reigns goes out there. He has great matches with AJ Styles. He has great matches with Kevin Owens. Great matches with Chris Jericho. I mean, even with Braun Strowman, who is still. Yes, Braun Strowman's good. He's still fresh. Because, he's fresh. Because he's a big guy. So everyone likes that. You know, he's a bigger guy, so he can get away with doing less stuff. But Roman Reigns goes out there and just makes those matches look really good. He, he's definitely carrying a lot of those matches. Um, I, I, I do. I loved what they did at. Um, I don't think it was over the top at all what they did for the ambulance match. At, right. at a great balls of fire, one of the greatest fucking pay-per-view <laughs> names to ever live. Um, I don't think that was over the top. I thought it was a brilliant job, and I thought both guys came out of there looking honestly the best that they could have looked throughout this match. You know, it, it's it's hard to predict right. how two guys like it, it's hard to see Roman losing and still not make him look good because he he gave the best promo of the year with like one sentence. He just said, "My phone oh, just yeah. went off." He just said, "This is this is my yard." Right. Ten fucking minutes see, of, of booze for this is my yard. Right. Now here's one criticism I can give Roman Reigns. What is it? And it's may, it may not be his fault. 
when you can tell he's overly scripted, yeah, he's not that good at giving those overly scripted promos. You can tell that maybe it's just because of his lack of experience and lack of time doing these longer promos. Mm-hmm. But you can tell sometimes he struggles a little bit when they're over scripted. But then when there's times when you can notice that he's allowed to go off the script a little, mm-hmm. then he's good. Yeah, he can definitely. improvise that. Uh, but that may be one of the one of the critiques I would give to Roman Reigns. But it may not even be his fault because maybe he's just too over scripted. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, do you remember the suffering succotash promo? Uh, I believe so. I, I believe it, he was like, you're a shrivelly little something, something of succotash. That, right. I think that's where people started to really fucking hate him on the microphone. It was like, I think so. what the fuck was that? That was a fucking John Cena line from fucking mid 2006. Right. Like, I think people don't give, I mean, back in, what was it? 14. We wanted him to win the rumble. We really wanted him to win the Rumble after Daniel Bryan got kicked out? No, no, they didn't want... No, that's... You're thinking of it wrong. They didn't want him to win the Rumble because Daniel Bryan got eliminated. Everybody wanted... The fans in Philadelphia wanted Roman Reigns... Wanted Daniel Bryan to win that Rumble. When The Rock came out to help him to to take out Rusev at the end of that Rumble... That's right. That's right. I remember now. The crowd turned on The Rock. Which? When have you ever seen in the last 10, 15 years the crowd turn on The Rock? It, the Rock would have to fucking kill a man, maybe, for them to turn on him. Yes. And I mean, I, I, I mean that definitely. I think that definitely didn't help Roman's case whatsoever. It, it definitely didn't help his character. It also didn't help that they've put him in the closing match of WrestleMania the last three years in a row. Oh, God, yeah. That definitely does not help a guy. That just makes him... Yikes. Trust me, that first year, WrestleMania 31, I was there at Levi Stadium. That was right around the time they were starting to turn on Roman, but you can tell that the fans were kind of like, okay, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, this could be an okay match, but whenever Roman was, like, getting his offense, I mean, it... Trust me, watching it on TV and being there live was a lot different with the crowd reaction. Mm-hmm. The crowd was even louder when Seth Rollins first came out to cash in than it even came off on television. Really? Because I, I because want- of the fact because of the fact that I think I can't say it's for sure, but I think it was because at that point it looked like Roman could have been you know winning this match. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 it to me when I was watching it, and that was about the time I tuned out of wrestling. That that WrestleMania got me back into it. Um, gotcha. It looked like I was like, this guy's about to beat Brock Lesnar. I don't think that's supposed to happen. I don't think he loses. And all all of a sudden, I hear this dude's music. I'm like, who the fuck is this long haired fuckhead? I was like, he looks <laughs> like he looks like Tyler Black. He looks familiar. Um, right. You know, you know, we mention what kills people, you know, the, what can kill a guy's momentum. Something just happened on uh, on Monday Night Raw <laughs> last night. And you, ever, you watch Family Guy? I know what you're going to talk about, but no, I don't watch Family Guy. <laughs> there was a there's an episode of Family Guy called My Black Son. Right. <laughs> I just so I've already I've already I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> I've already seen three or four different variations of this since about five minutes after they announced Jason Jordan last night on Raw. 
what what the fuck, man? Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan hey. is the son of Kurt Angle, and I got a text message that at the end of Raw that said, "So like, was that for TV or is that really his son?" <laughs> I wh- <laughs> why wh- that's gonna kill Jordan? That's gonna kill him. They're gonna turn this. They into- don't think so. They they think this is gonna be the best thing for Jason Jordan. They felt that out of between him and Chad Gable, they thought. He was the better of the two, which isn't true in most people's opinions, and I don't think it's true. No, G- Gable think, has the talent. Right. They think Jordan's better of the two, probably because he's got the bigger body, mm-hmm. and they've wanted to do something with him as a singles for a while, and they felt like this was the perfect way to do it. You don't have to turn him heel. You can transfer him over to Monday Night Raw, and you can start over kind of fresh with him. Now, I don't know if you have an insight on this. If you wanna, if you wanna release a little dirt scoop here on the podcast, but what what are the plans for for Jordan? What are the plans for going from here? What I've heard is he's gonna work his way up. He's gonna get a mid level push, mid card level push towards the end of the year. I don't know if they're eventually gonna give him like an icy title opportunity or something. But oh, that icy that icy title right now, man. Poor title. I have I have heard. Now this is through WrestleZone.com. They reported earlier today that he could have his first feud with none other than uh, Kurt, uh, not Curtis Axel, but uh, Kurt Hawkins. Doesn't everyone have their first feud through Kurt Hawkins? I don't know. Kurt Hawkins. I know they did the whole thing with him for like a month where you have a match with Kurt Hawkins, you beat him, and then you get like main evented the next week on Raw. So I don't know if they're going to go that route, but it would it would be nice to see them do something with him. Because, I mean, right. it, it, in my opinion, I, I think this is going to – this is just going to turn into a weekly forced main event comedy sketch, man. Oh, like, it's supposed to be like one of the top three things on Raw every week. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I, I'm, yep. I'm hoping we're going to get an episode where Kurt's playing catch with, with uh, Jason in the fucking parking lot or something. And, oh, Lord. And I, do you think Kurt – do you remember that promo from way back when, when he's like, I don't necessarily like the black people. Do you ever watch, do you remember that promo? Vaguely. I think I remember what you're talking about. I, you know, that promo has been brought up so much recently. Right. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just think this, this feels weird to me. I mean, did you, did but you, he, did you have a he, preference? Go on. He also cut a promo back. I want to say 2000, or 2005 i may be a little off there uh when he i guess he was feuding with booker where he told booker in a promo i want to take your wife charmel and have crazy bestiality sex with her jesus fucking christ kurt you have a gold fucking (laughs) medal (laughs) well we all know where jason came from let's put it that way (laughs) um i i don't know man i I just feel like this is something that's definitely going to hurt the career of jason jordan if not done correctly, I don't even know what correctly right. would be. I mean, this clearly isn't a hornswoggle type storyline. This I mean, is who knows who knows if they know where they're going to go with this. They could change things up week by week by week. Absolutely, and I think that's probably what's going to happen. Right now, there's no set direction. It's going to be whatever the flow is, whatever the take from the audience is going to be. If they like something one week, they're going to stick to something similar right. to that. Um, you know, I think honestly, I don't even think this was the original plan. Oh yeah, I think that it was supposed to be I Gable. think that they came up with this idea and said, "Okay, we'll drag it out, and then we'll figure out how we're going to pay it off in the end." Because 
when it first started, Kurt was super worried. Yeah. Corey Graves was like, hey, don't worry. We'll figure everything out, this and that. Kurt's like, this can ruin my career. This can take my family away from me. And then we see the payoff, and it's like, this can't hurt you in any way because you never knew about it. It's not like you were cheating on your wife or you hid this from everybody and knew about it. So uh, honestly, I think that it would, it may have started as something else and then shifted somewhere and turned into this Jason Jordan child thing. And here's my question. Can we call him Jason Jordan anymore? Or is he Jason Angle? Oh, my God. I would love if he because, started. Oh, my God. Because Chad Gable has a Instagram post up right now where the picture is actually like a little letter he writes to Jordan. But it literally, the first thing it says is Jason Angle. And then he goes on to his little thing about, you know, we've done everything we can as a tag team. So maybe this is the best for both of us to go singles. <laughs> God, I would, I would fucking love that. Oh, if he came out, as, I, if he comes out as Jason Angle, I'm fucking Jason Angle doing I, the Olympic slam and the, and the ankle lock as his finishers. God damn. In the more, I mean, he doesn't have a fucking finisher anymore. He doesn't have it. He's never had one because he's always been a tag guy. Remember in NXT, he started in NXT as his own guy. Like even before they had NXT, he's been there. Yeah, he and was then, in FCW. Right, and then when we first started seeing Jason Jordan, he was with Ty Dillinger. Then they broke them up, and he got into the storyline of every week I want to find a different tag team partner so somebody clicks. And Chad Gable was always there. Hey, let me be your partner. Let me be your partner. And finally. You know, he gave in, and then we got American Alpha. Which I absolutely loved them. I loved American Alpha. They oh, were yeah. fun. They were, they were the babyface tag team in NXT. Oh, God, yes. They, God. Probably, probably the best babyface tag team they've had down there so far. Yeah, I mean, other than maybe the Lucha Dragons, I think they were pretty fucking over. Oh, yeah. They were pretty damn over, and that, that's not sarcasm. I think they were actually fairly over on that uh, on oh, that NXT were. roster. They they like that yeah. kind of shit down there, and I you know you can't blame them. You know when 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 Sin Cara is doing something that isn't dropping people on their spine and and <laughs> punching Chris Jericho in the face, right? You know he makes a good wrestler. Um, but yeah, this 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 Jason thing, it's gonna be fun to watch it play out. Maybe he's Kurt, you know, fucking Jason Angle, Kurt. Jordan, I don't fucking know. Um, maybe he gets the ankle lock too. I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them really run with this, really yeah, take off like, with this. Well, like I was saying with the Kurt Hawkins thing, what I've heard is that they're gonna really—they're not just gonna be like, oh, well, he's Kurt Angle's son. He's the GM's kid. Boom, throw him right into like a main event or top level spot. No, they're gonna work him up slowly because they know there may be some kickback from the fans. So they're going to work them, you know, kind of like a from the bottom up kind of thing. Unless they want him as a heel and they just say, fuck it. You know what? You're going to be in that fucking icy title scene now. But if they make him a heel, then Kurt would have to be a heel, to be honest, because then there would be that whole rebellious son thing. And I don't see that being the case. Because, I mean, you know, just a little bit of fantasy booking here. You get the he comes out and he says, I'm the fucking GM son. I'm going to do what the fuck I want. He goes backstage and Kurt's like, well, you know, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Like this, this isn't, this isn't how you should be. And he said, you never fucking raised me. I don't know how I should be. And that sets it up right there. That hatred of like, you didn't fucking raise me. God, right. this, this feels so fucking weird talking about it. That's so weird but, to me. 
Did you see the interview they did with Renee Young after Raw last night? I saw clips of it online. I didn't watch the full yeah, thing. Yeah, because if you see that, then your you know your fantasy booking really wouldn't work because he was over the moon excited to find out that his father's Kurt Angle and to grow their relationship as father son. I mean, how would you feel if you found out your dad was a fucking Olympic gold medalist? Oh, you know, I would. It would be the same way over the moon. <laughs> I'd be, I'd do, I'd be fucking ecstatic. Um, it, it should be interesting. I think there's a lot of potential with this. Right. A lot now, of now there, there is one takeaway from that interview that maybe your fantasy booking could possibly have a, uh, how do you say this? Have, have a way to work out in a way because mm-hmm. Kurt did say, he said that I want to teach my son the right ways to be a man. I don't think he used those exact words, but he said, I've had issues with drugs and alcohol. It's in our blood, so I don't want to see him go down that path, and I want to teach him now the bad things that happened to me so they don't happen to him. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe we could see something where he starts to spiral a little bit because of, you know, it's in his blood to the addiction and the alcohol abuse. I don't think they would go that yeah, way in 2017. I, I think looking at J, I think just looking at Jason Jordan in general, it's hard to. It would be hard to get that over. It would be right, hard to make like, people believe it. Because it's like an Apollo Cruz. He smiles too much. Oh fuck, Apollo Cruz! God, he looks like a he's fucking always, milk dud. He's always got a smile on his face. He really does. It's so, so. annoying. I think. I think it's going to be a little a, a little weird at first to watch, but I definitely think something oh, yeah. uh, something positive will come out of this. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So one one last story, and we'll, we'll make this the last story for today's show. Uh, All right. Kind, kind of a kind of a weird thing to talk about on a podcast, but fuck it. Uh, we've got you've got some news about some leaks, some exciting leaks of uh some wrestlers. Are you talking about like Paige? No, oh, we're talking about Paige. We're talking about the the officials being told that more are to come. Uh, you know, what's the extent? See, all, all I know is that over the weekend, there were officials that got word. I don't know if they got, I don't know how they got the word, but they got word either by seeing something online, reading something, being sent something that was posted. They got word that they're, could be possible WWE superstars that will have private videos and photos leaked online, like we've seen previously with Charlotte, Summer Rae, Paige. And as of, I want to say, Sunday or Monday, there was a lot of websites claiming that they had photos of an unreleased but soon-to-be-released sex tape video of Paige. And, 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 and which, let, you know, let me go on record right now and just say this. To anyone out there that that's hovering this over Paige's head, the, you know the poor fucking girl has gone through so much uh, since oh, leaving yeah. the WWE. This is not a necessary thing. This is not a nice thing to do. And, and and you know I had this talk today with somebody. I actually have legitimate like worry that she may not be fucking that stable anymore. I mean I could. Oh, I, I I've heard that you know. The whole Del Rio thing has really screwed with her mind. It, it would screw with anyone's mind, you know, wrestler or not, money and fame or not. You know, 
a, a relationship still at the end of the day boils down to a relationship where, you know, love and right. respect is the main part. And you've got Del Rio. I've never fucking liked Del Rio. I've never liked him. And I haven't liked him since he fucking left. And this shit mm-hmm. that that page is going through now with this, like, honestly, at this point, odds are WWE is not going to sign her back. They're not going to want someone with this much stuff going on. Right. GFW. Could all, s- go ahead. All, all they want page for is this movie. She's going to most likely do publicity with the movie. I don't know if she's going to end up doing any media with the rock or anything, but they feel right now that when the movie comes out, her name's going to be everywhere. Cause essentially the movie's about her. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot to do with her family and stuff, but it's mainly about her and they don't want her out of their company sign with say global force wrestling and then everybody say hey this girl is the topic of this movie i really liked the movie the rock made this movie he's in favor of this girl so let's go check her out and then ratings start to spike for global force for example because she's over there and people that saw the movie are going to go check her out there's this crossover potential with even non-wrestling fans that wwe is a little weary about if they do let her go and she signs somewhere else exactly and they're you know that that's a that's a real thing that happens especially if you got a guy like the rock endorsing this fucking movie right like that could bring a lot of good attention to wherever she goes and i hope it it brings positive attention to her as a person i I hope you know how the rock found this whole story right i don't so right before Paige was signed to the wwe they were doing a documentary about her family Mm -hmm. they filmed they were had cameras following them forever her and her brother went for their tryout with WWE. She got signed. He didn't. So they follow them on her, like, I think it's like a five, six-month journey of her time from getting the contract, signing her contract, leaving her family and coming to Florida. She was in Florida for a couple months, and that's where the documentary ends. Well, The Rock was in London, and he was filming one of the Fast and Furious movies. Couldn't sleep at, like, 3, 4 in the morning. Turns on the TV in his hotel and that um, the documentary starts playing on TV because it plays there regularly at random times because it's so popular because of their family and everything. But he watched the documentary, instantly said that I want to turn this story into a movie. A couple years later, boom, it's it's being made. Wow, I had actually no fucking idea that that was the case. Yeah, he he randomly saw the documentary. I mean, if anybody wants to see it, it's on YouTube. It's called Fighting with My Family. It's not even I don't think it's even an hour long. And so they, you know, talked to the people that did the documentary, talked to Paige and her family, got the rights to use the same uh, same title from the documentary for the movie and went from there. Yeah, I, I that's that's really fucking cool. That that's a, that's incredible. I had no he idea just, that that was the way that was found. He was really connected with the story of this young girl who didn't even want to be a wrestler at first. But when her dad needed an extra randomly, she had one match and fell in love and followed in the thing he loved about it so much is that not only, you know, she was born into the company, she was born into the business of wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then she randomly had a match cause her dad was down a girl and she followed her dreams all the way from, you know, London or, uh, wherever she's from. It's like Norwich Britain, all the way to, all the way to America. Yeah. It's just like that whole starting from the bottom and making your way right to the top. Yeah, definitely. And And she was on the the top. Right. And that's why the the final scene of the movie is supposed to be when she comes out the night after WrestleMania and defeats AJ Lee for the championship. Because 
you end it right there on the top. Yeah. I, I feel so bad for the poor girl that she was on the top and now honestly she's on she's on rock bottom that poor fucking girl yeah but you know nothing but best wishes for her i hope to see her back one day or hope to see her at least wrestling one day oh yeah but as far as that ladies and gentlemen you have tuned into another edition of the two-man show podcast and just so you guys know you know for those of you that have don't follow us on twitter uh if you ever heard about a little service called audible over 180,000 audiobooks on file more added each fucking month. I mean, you can get your new favorite book immediately. You got books by Hogan, The Flares. You've got books by, I believe Michaels has one on there. I believe Austin Aries has his on there. You can get your new favorite book. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com forward slash two man show. That's the number two man show. And you can get a free 30 days. You get one free audiobook. What was that? What was that, man? Oh, I didn't say anything. Uh, I thought you said something there. All you got to do is uh, audibletrial.com forward slash two-man show, free 30 days, free audiobook. Can't go wrong with that. Tim, I want to thank you so much. Why don't you tell them one more time where they can find you at? Well, you can find me on Twitter at, at @pwunlimited. Of course, you can find our YouTube channel on YouTube. Just search Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And then, again, you can also search Pro Wrestling Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. I'm available on all those social media platforms. And, of course, you can always find us at The Two Man Show on Twitter. That's at put the number two man show on Twitter. We still have the free uh, wrestling shirt giveaway. It's not just a WWE shirt. It's a shirt from uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, Extreme Wrestling Tees, and WWE Shop. Your choice. All you got to do, rate and review the podcast. Leave your Twitter handle. Your name will be entered in for a drawing. That'll be, uh, be pulled out on a later date. Make sure to check out uh, Pro Wrestling Unlimited uh, for my segments, but not only mine, but for some great fucking insights on pro wrestling from Tim. Tim, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, my man. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank all of you for listening today, and I will talk to you guys so soon.